Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Welcome to another episode of Another Pod. Do not relent. I'm the commander with the Samander slide whistle. Hmm, Commander Smander slide whistle, you say? <laughs> well, tis I, Immunization, the vampire, back for one night only. Whoa! It's me, Gunnery Sergeant Aaron, Fire Magic Extraordinaire, and Horde Punching Bag. You gotta say the full thing every single time. Ted Hut, this is our military theme episode. Salute to our troops. <laughs> one, one might even call it the tribute to the troops. <laughs> Where's Lacey Evans? Get her in here. Did you know that Salute to the Troops is one of the three themes that you can have for a child's birthday party at your local Build-A-Bear? No. What are the other two? Uh, princess and I think it's like Rockin'. So you can Why be you a princess. This? Well, because I liked Build-A-Bear when I was a child. And then also Cubby Bub's friends work at Build-A-Bear. It's the, there's a kiosk in the mall next to her store. So I have the full lowdown when it comes to Build-A-Bear. And yeah, you can be a princess, you can be rockin', or you can be the gender neutral, which is salute to the troops. Which I guess makes sense because when you're in Afghanistan and you're like, I got a little shorty back home who will never know me, sending a bear is like the number one or two thing to do. I've never built a bear. Um, but for for reference, though, is is rocking like rock stars and like guitars, or is it like geology and rocks? Or God, I would love if it was geology based. Like you all, you all get little pieces of sandstone. You, oh my God, I got my bear was in here. Uh, but no, it is like rockabilly, like Elvis, like yeah, guitars, loose women. Loose woman? Yeah, shit goes down at the local Build-A-Bear. Damn, maybe I should Build-A-Bear. I have <laughs> I have a Knuckles Build-A-Bear that was special ordered for my birthday, except that they special ordered the skin, <laughs> and so we don't have the fluff yet to make him, you know, like a, a fluffed friend. So I have Knuckles loose skin hanging out. So, on so my you have a deflated room. Knuckles build a bear in the corner of your room, haunting <laughs> yes. you eternally until you buy the build a bear fluff. We, well, I think we don't even need to buy it. We just need Gubby <laughs> Bub needs to take him to work to get stuffed. But we oh, that reminds done that me. Yet. Like a few years ago, there was there was, like this TikTok uh, going around of <laughs> of like showing how the build a bears are stuffed, basically like if they're like long rod cannon that shoots it into them that you like stick up their butthole and then you the don't people stick are it like, up hmm. their butthole you stick it in their back come on and i then don't you know pull, that's a butthole and then you pull the easy string things but not before you put the heart in and you have to do the heart ritual i'm a i'm a big former build-a-bear kid girl I'll that's a booty hole bab Speaking of booty holes, this blizzard made a booty hole change to work orders 10.0.7, and I'm <laughs> mad about it. What is the change? Customers no longer required to provide all reagents for public work orders in 10.0.7. So basically they're making it the, the guild or personal feature just is now public where they can uncheck it and they don't have to put anything in? Correct, but I don't really understand why. I mean, like, okay, 
part of me does kind of get it because you can't guarantee that somebody who is specialized in the item you want will make it. So you could buy like all the big materials, put it in there, and then some schlub could make your item like at like 382. Some schlub being me because they only put in 50 gold and I'm like, well, you're going to get this at bronze because I do not specialize in this. I just unlocked it and you didn't put any tips in. Yeah, so that's the thing. So, like, now what's going to happen is there's going to be – all the public work orders are just going to be 50 gold, and they're going to have no reagents. Now, now the Soulbind reagents, obviously, like the Spark of Ingenuity and the Primal Chaos, those will always be required to be fulfilled. But, like, there's no way people are going to fucking put in a Awakened Decay, which, by the way, is, like, still one of the most expensive materials you could put in. And I'm not going to do that. So people are double either A, they're not going to have their ship made, or – if they have a brain, they'll tip more money for people to use their excess reagents, but they won't do that. I mean, I know in the past Blizzard has said that, like, they want public orders to have, like, wider access and just be, like, the easy way, but doesn't necessarily guarantee inequality. This lines up with that theory, and I don't know. I feel like people are just going to find, like, their crafters that they know or go to public like trade chat and find a crafter that can make it in their guaranteed level that they want anyways, which is what most people probably are doing if they really care about the quality anyways. That's true. And so this is just a fair warning to anyone on Proudmore who wants male stuff made. If you fucking put in one of these public work orders for like no gold and no reagents, I'm about to buy the shittiest reagents and make you the shittiest item. The shittiest oh, item no. I can fucking make. So, such a development from Slides 5K Hot and Reddies. <laughs> no, it's Slides 50 Gold Hot and Shitties. Hey, that's only if you're public work orders. My 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 customers know how to reach me. I'm still getting fucking whispered in the middle of like dungeons and shit. I'm like, yo, yo, everyone, please chill. Even across international borders, you were hit some, with some hot Portuguese the other day. I just really don't get, though, like, why any crafter would go out of their way to use their own reagents for a public order that probably won't tip well. The only thing I can think of is, like, if you put in a public order and tip, like, 20k or something crazy like that, and then they're like, you are reagents. But at that point, why don't you just find a crafter, you know? I guess I guess it makes it easier for people who are rich to have stuff made. And, and I have had approximately one person out of the 203 personal orders that I filled... Uh, who asked me, hey, so I don't want to buy the items, so can I just pay you to buy the items? And then I said, well, you see, I don't want to buy the items just as much as you don't want to have to buy the items. So I'm actually <laughs> going to pass on this. <laughs> you know, it, I'm the one using my skills to make the thing. I kind of don't want to do the extra homework, so uh, fuck you. It's amazing. And he, and he, he said, K. And I said, K yourself, bye. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, bye said bye. Nobody K's baby. Yeah, curious to see how that goes. I mean, it'll probably be fine. I don't know. Who knows? If, if it means more recorders for me to fill that I can buy bronze material for on purpose, then hey, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. But guess what else hap is happening this week, guys? Ooh, oh, what? My bot really mitzvah? Weird. Um, no, so, like, I won, uh, the game last week, and I actually have one prepared, so I'm pulling a game warp? I don't know. Game, game warp. warp! 
So this is not a traditional time warp. Um, it's more so just a game. Um, Slide Whistle's game that he did last time kind of inspired me. So I'm going to do like oh no, I'm uh, terrible at those ones. Of it, a reprisal of it, a different version of it. I have five different questions. So I guess the first person that gets three of them wins. Um, I'm going to give you the name of a a shop or a person in a in a city and i then need you to tell me what it is or where or where it's located i'll i'll for each one i'll i'll specify so let's say for example it was that weapons shop again i could say armor or i could say stormwind trade district and either works question mark yeah, well, I'll just go right into the first one here. So I'm going to say on this one, tell me what type of shop it is. Um, the first first one I hear the answer to will win this round. Okay, so this one is called the Victorious Visage. Uh, it's a cloak shop. It's where you buy Saves. capes specifically. It's just a clothing store. Do we get store. one guess, or are we just doing a constant yeah. guest stream? I will stop when I hear the correct answer. Okay. Um, uh, visage, what is the name again? Victoria's it Visage? Is, it's a wand store. You it's buy wands hands. there. Uh, one hands? What is? What are they even going for? Uh, visage, you buy visage, clothing. Hats. It's in the mage district. You is it buy a barber dresses shop there. Somewhere? It is a barber shop. Ah. Slide Whistle won that one. So yes, it's a barbershop. Uh, I believe it's in Veldraken. I wrote Borellis on my sheet, but like that's probably not it. So it, like, you know it's what? a barbershop in Veldraken. I went to the barbershop in Veldraken for the first time the other day on a goof, and that's a big empty room. Why they make it so scary yeah, and big? Say, why is it so large? Well, it's because like they're like uh, what? Like you expect like, like a dragon to fly in there and not be able to sit down? Like oh, that's true. You're right. Trim my scales, and I guess they do. Well, however, I will say they they do have specific little tiny barber chairs. So they're like, get out of dragon form, get into your the barber form. chair, the barber chair, the barber chair. <laughs> Robin from Profiles. Okay, so round two. This one, I want you guys to tell me what city it's in. Um, only because I feel like you guys will both know pretty quickly what it is. So this one is Rough Waters. Boralis. Uh, Boralis. Okay, I heard I heard slide again. Yeah, that's fair. That's where those fucking shitty Ashenvale people hang out and beat your ass for no reason, even though we expelled their leader. Why are they still out there doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Why like why why is that part of town still so rough? Get it? If there's <laughs> one thing you can depend on British people to do, it's sit where they're not supposed to be. <laughs> And attack you. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, this one, tell me what city uh, it is located in. It's called Idilia, and it's an inn. Darnassus. Uh, Storm Shield. Idilia? Hygel. Idilia. Um, Theramore. Is the capital city or just a city city? I will not clarify the specifics on this. Oh, God, I can uh, name a lot of cities. Twilight Highlands. Okay, city. okay, fine. Yeah, I, I realize maybe I will clarify. It's it's a major city. <laughs> uh, Exodar. Uh, High Mountain. Um, Thunder Totem. Thunder Bluff. Um, Dilia. That, that name is not giving me anything. I'll spell Zen it. It's Dalaran. D-Y-L-L-I-A. Dalaran. Old Dalaran. New Dalaran. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. 
Um, what? Where, where else do we go? Idilia. What's another major city? Valdrakin. Fucking Dilia. Yeah, where the fuck is Idilia? Well, um, I will just reveal the answer. Pandaria. Oh. Uh, no. It's uh, it's Ouroboros. I don't know, guys. <laughs> what? Oh. What the fuck is Idilia? What there is it? There was an inn in Ouroboros. It had a name. I thought, I thought that they were like, we are too advanced for sleep. We are circle of Ouroboros. We are all the same. I know there is specifically an inn. It doesn't look like an inn, but nothing in that city looked like any part of a normal city. But okay. Well, I was gonna lose that one anyway. So a tie makes us go to another round and I'm excited. Okay, so this one, again, name the city that is located in. The Aldor Bank. Uh, Shatrath. Aaron got it. One shot, one kill. Yes! 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 Who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) (laughs) After last week, I need to celebrate getting one. (laughs) Okay, so, um, here we go with the last one I have prepared. Um, for this one... I guess you can name either the city or what it is. I, I initially wanted God, this to one's say, real vague. Huh? Uh, I wanted to <laughs> initially like I wanted like to name like the type of store. So I guess we'll we'll go for that first. Um, Warp Weaver Hasham. The type of That's store. That's a transmog. Transmogrification. Yeah, it's a it's a transmogrification. Um, both of you guys basically said it at the same time, but I'll say Aaron. Uh, Aaron started saying it first. Well, uh, <laughs> I finished mine quicker because I said transmog. Okay, so I guess as a tiebreaker here, um, because this would be two, two I guess, um, because Aaron got that. What city is that in? The Warp Weaver Hashams Transmog Shah. Oribos. Oribos. Stormwind. Orvermar. It was Stormwind. It was Stormwind. So snuck that one. Let's go, baby! I lose again, but at least it wasn't the slobber knocker. It wasn't the throw that it was last week. Take a shot. Take a shot. Drink. 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 Yeah. It, it was it was basically tied until the end, so good job, guys. I'm finishing the rest of my Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. I I think for like for like a landmark episode, I don't know, like five hundred, a thousand, we should just drink. What is it? Pink lemonade and UV blue. We should just torture ourselves with that drink for one whole episode. That'd be wild to visit our collegiate adventures when we, let's see here, episode 1000. It'd be almost 20 years into this podcast. (laughs) I would be, I would be nearing 50 (laughs) years old. Oh my God. UV blue. Now it's just a sensation you scan with a VR code. So like, so like, we could drink that for like the regular episode. But if you had to take a shot, it has to be Crystal Palace. Oh, I don't know why. As if you're like, instead of a shot, it's Crystal Meth. Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck? What was your college? You have to like? smoke up. You have to toke up live on show. Also, I think if I drank any Crystal Palace when I was 49 years old, I would die. Wither away on sight legitimately that stuff was like I, my first ever hangover back when i was like still like wait like too young to even start getting hangovers in general that shit gave me a hangover so like i i don't even know what it would do to me now we had a fifth of crystal palace at the apartment that i swear never went down it was always there hidden in shadows anyways i drank a lot of my malibu so i lose so I've been digging into the 10.0.7 uh, data mine stuff because I'm like, well, okay, what's happening in here? 
Now, there's a new meta achievement for the Forbidden Reach where the Drek Fear uh, start or wherever. I should know because I'm so what. So you like, live there. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't, I didn't realize that there was gonna be a meta achievement for this zone. I didn't think that it was like opening up and becoming like its own whole ass zone where we're going to be spending the majority of our time in. I don't, I didn't realize that. Did you guys realize that? Yeah, it's gonna be like a Nagitar, I think. I did. I didn't realize that. I didn't know the extent that we would be hanging out, but I did know we were going back to it. And all I'm gonna say is if. They don't have the fart cave where you have to use a bladder to, like, breathe. I'm going to be a little upset if, like, we go by and, like, a drag is like, I cleaned up all the fights. It's like, what's the point of even coming back if the fart cave isn't here? Oh, the fart cave's going to be there. we got to make sure of it. Um, but, so, like, like, this zone, I think, is going to be pretty big. Because, like, just, like, reading some of, like, the meta achievements. Like, so, like, for, like, what goes into it. Hoarder of the Forbidden Reach open a 100 small treasures around the post-storm Forbidden Reach. Or Doorbuster unlock 150 doors within the Zascara vaults using Zascara vault keys. But most importantly, the title is The Forbidden. It's not The Forbidden One, which is a mistake, I think. But the meta achievement is called You Know How to Reach Me. Why is there not an achievement called Call Me, Beat Me? Because it'd be so close to being the fucking Kim Possible song. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, when I saw the name of this achievement, I also went there. Um, and when I saw the name of the title, The Forbidden, I was like, I wonder if anyone has the name Exodia. I mean, because I feel like that would be, like, the perfect title, right? Someone has it. I, just, I tried to reserve the name literally, like, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it's, it's taken. And we can't have Exodia Necros because I already have it. You have Exodia Necros? Yeah, you remember Exodia Necros? No. It was, it was, so Exodia was hard to do because you had to get like five cards. And so people complain like two or three years after Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, they're like, I want an Exodia I can do in one turn. And his name was Exodia Necros. And it was just the Exodia, but like everything that the content aware filled, everything that was brown is now black. But I remember that was like the go-to was like... <clears throat> Why is Exodia Negros the bad one? Because it's black. <laughs> okay, so as a quick uh, Yu-Gi-Oh tangent here, apparently it's a four-star monster that has an effect that says cannot be normal summoned or set, must be special summoned with contract with Exodia, and cannot be special summoned by other ways. Cannot be destroyed by battle or spell slash trap effect. Once per turn during your standby phase, this card gains 500 attack. Destroy this card unless all five of these cards are in your graveyard. And then it just lists the pieces of Exodia. So, like... Uh, why would you have this in your deck? So, so like, huh? Once you said summon, you lost me because all my summon cards were useless because I never knew the rules of the game as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I never had a brown card because I couldn't read. It was tan. It was tangerine cards and nothing. My favorite card was Hungry Burger, and I definitely did not have the ritual card that summoned Hungry Burger. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm playing him because I can, and then I'd play him and i win. I definitely did play Thousand Eyes, like, Monster or whatever, the guy Pegasus had, but didn't do the ritual. I just played him, and then everyone was like, damn, I watched the anime. Yugi couldn't beat this guy. I guess I'm cooked. But then I had to retire him because I accidentally dropped him in barbecue sauce. You dropped relinquish into barbecue sauce? I did. I used to get a lot of chicken sandwiches and 
just slobber them with barbecue sauce in middle school and then play Yu-Gi-Oh. So you lost Relinquish to barbecue sauce. I lost my holographic muck and many other Pokemon cards to sh- showering while looking at them. I mean, what cards did you lose in a liquid? I mean, maybe I was just a odd child, but I protected all of my cards very well. Um, I had a binder that I put them all in when, like, with sleeves when I wasn't using them, and then when I was using them to like play, I had sleeves. Um, and I would definitely never take them in the shower with me. I still think about this story of yours very often, honestly. I used to straight up bully kids who had Yu-Gi-Oh cards and sleeves. Like they might we they might have beaten me in the game yeah. that followed, but beforehand I was like, "You're a nerd." <laughs> that yeah. struck more psychic damage than their win could ever fix. I hated, and I still hate sleeve kids because, like, you don't when you draw your card from your deck. That's not heart of the cards. You you can't feel what's inside. You're touching the plastic sleeve. It's not the same. Exactly. I don't want to feel the my precious cards, or I don't want anyone else to feel my precious cards with their grubby little child hands. Until you shower with your cards, you won't get it. It is about getting a big-ass deck, taking a rubber band your mom gave you, yes. <laughs> winding it tight as shit around your deck, so much so that it bends. <laughs> All of the cards bend a little bit on the edges. And then you pull that shit out at lunchtime, and you drippity-drop it, in barbecue sauce. <laughs> I am crying right now. I eat, I had sleeves, and I even had like a nice case that I had my deck in. You know what I kept oh my, my Yu-Gi-Oh God. cards in? I kept them in, in a WWF action figure coffin that said R.I.P. on the top. That's what my card said, and it was a vampire deck. It was so cool. I kept mine in a big blue plastic lunch or sandwich box that now I keep my Game Boy Advance games in. Speaking of which, I want to advance to the next conversation. Yeah, sorry, guys. You can tell we're drunk because we're talking about trading cards really freely and willfully on this podcast. Our bad. Okay, Raid. Let's talk about Raid. Our Raid Knights. Yes. So I pulled off a little heist where I convinced our Raid team to do normal Razagath to give me another shot at this fucking bow. We didn't have a bow drop but like i'm very thankful for everyone <laughs> actually doing this to help me out i, I feel like a, a few other people needed some things for maybe to drop from uh diurna as well so like that, that was, it wasn't exclusively for me even though it mainly was it did help restore a little bit of my humanity to like actually beat some bosses uh, yes yes because right now just smashing into heroic razagath is real tough we're not making too much progress, and at the end of the week, my little vault has nothing for me. I was gonna say that. So, like, that's the thing. Like, I like, I, I think I, I could never be like a raid leader outright because I don't have like the, the patience to like control all of everybody and everything. But I do feel like Lynn is missing that like one aspect of the, the psychology of a raid team. We have to knock something down. We have to see a corpse enough times that we feel okay about smashing our heads against heroic Razageth over and over again. Also, killing normal Razageth in a one-shot is a good morale boost and reminder of the phase two and three and whatever mechanics that we haven't like really gotten to yet on heroic very much. Yes, and we also need to get gear on people still because like we have, I think like three quarters of our raid team probably 
Uh, well, they don't raid Log, but I would say most of the gear comes from raid. So, like, yes, we do Aranog and we do uh, the Council for the Trinket. But, like, we should probably be doing enough to get at least two vault slots, right? Like, like, like we could do Aranog into the next, like, three bosses, and then we can do the skip. Like, I don't know. And I know Diurna is hard, but I also feel like it probably would be worth it to do Heroic Diurna because, like, that ring is really good for people, too, right? That ring is fantastic for people. And, like, people, like I said, like, people just don't have gear. And, like, for Razagath, we absolutely need to have people with gear so we can do damage to kill shit faster and just so we can survive, like, better hits, you know? But, like, I will say we are progressing really well. Um, I think we have our, our new lowest at, like, 36%. Yes, she did fly away momentarily and spawn the two wind adds. People were dying and choking to death while that transition was happening, but it did occur. Yeah, and people died during that transition because we had a few DPS down in our last Storm Surge shield on Razagath. We weren't able to break through. And like that, there, there is that one transition there that's really, really hard where she marks everyone with like the circles and then we have to interrupt our orbs times two. And then she does her pushback and it's a lot of damage and really hectic. So people died and then we didn't have enough people to like take down the, sh the last shield. Um, I think if we clean that up, destroy that shield, kill those adds, and make it to the phase three, phase three will not be that big of a problem for our guild, I'm convinced. And this is crazy, because I actually think I know why we weren't popping those shields, and this is actually a mind-blowing revelation. We didn't have Nuss, and Nuss has been historically been, like, somebody who's, like, tried a lot, and he, you know, he, he, things don't click. He has figured out Evoker. I've been helping him a lot. We normally have three Evokers, and we have a spell called Unravel that eats, like, massive shield damage. Like, Evokers are made for the Razagath fight. And he wasn't at uh, our second night of raiding, so he wasn't able to Unravel shields with us. Also, I need to bring this up next week because I forget about it sometimes too, but like during those phases where we alternate between like Storm Surge and having to break down the shield, it's not worth it to really break, uh, to use your cooldowns until the shields happen. Like it's better to just like have like a mediocre rotation of non cooldowns and save them for the shields. Mediocre? I'm glad you did it because I was over here like, oh boy, as soon as he's over, I'm going <laughs> to hit him with that, that Squidward. Squidward? Tortellini, <laughs> mediocre. But yeah, yeah. Basically, I always do it too because like BM's BM's uh, cooldowns, air quotes, are are so short that like sometimes I just throw death death chakram and then I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? Like, there's gonna be a storm surge within the next forty seconds and I won't have chakram. So like, I need to remind myself even. Yeah, the amount of times that I go into my dragon rage window, which is like the my ultimate like big dick DPS like forty second one minute window, I'm like, why did I fucking press that? Because I had to fucking move out with the big circles. Got to move out with the fucking lightning shield. Like, yeah, it's it's a total wash. I think to use them during that phase. But we will get it next week's looking pretty good. I mean, we're gonna have a vault. Like, it won't be as good. Actually, you know, we ran a lot of keys last week. And I think we may, maybe might run a lot more keys tomorrow. And if you're around, I don't know. Kodesh is asking about keys. And I was like, hey, maybe Friday's be key day. I don't know. 
<laughs> more than likely. And I know I'm always like, yeah, and then never show up. But I promise, especially because the balls are on the street. The the grit's hitting the road. It's time for me to actually do some things because I'm not getting anything new out of Raid. So it's time to get it out of Mythic Boys. And also, like, me and Immune, we officially threw in the towel for our Mythic Raid group on the weekends. Well, I, I, I just feel like we, we were literally raiding, like, six nights a week. Well, I was. And it was just a lot. And then I'm like, I could be running keys during this time. Like, what is, like, what's the point of running, like, this vault of the incarnates, like, so many times when I'm not getting any drops because it's loose some's ass. Like, it's, it's so much going on. Also, I don't know, the vibes weren't as good. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, so now we should have a little bit more free time, um, which is nice. Also, we have, like, other things happening on, the on like, the weekends that we want to do, like, in real life, so that's nice as well. Yeah, that's also a huge, like, like, like we have, like, two things planned for the next couple weekends, and I'm like, what? like why am I even at the grade? Like, I, I can't put those off for the grading. Also, before we leave raid, I do just want to let everyone know, uh... <laughs> I, this last raid day, I did choose the ATV Off-Road Fury soundtrack playlist from Spotify to listen to during raid. And I just want to say, Vestin, you fucked up. You only put 10 songs on there, and there are 32 tracks. Get the rest of them. ATV Off-Road Fury OST. Go listen to it. Um, While we're talking about soundtracks during raid, was it who, who started the whole Creed saga? I don't know. I want to say I, I'm was a narcissistic boy. So I want to say I made an offhand comment, but Mitch, uh, aka Mitchell, has definitely taken it upon himself. This man listened to Creed's greatest hits, which are maybe three to four songs, over <laughs> and over for three weeks in silence, just suffering in silence <laughs> before he let us know he was doing it. But I also feel like it really came to a culmination this week where I, um, <laughs> at any given point, there were, like, uh, so, like, you know how, like, on Discord, if you link your Spotify, you can, like, hover over your call to see what everyone's listening to? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, so, like, I, I saw Jamonkey, I saw, uh, Mitch, aka Prance, and myself all listening to Arms Wide Open, uh, on repeat during our Razgeth pulls. Um, and there really is something very satisfying about this, like, shitty butt rock song and this shitty fucking chicken. And especially because, I don't know, like, this week in particular, I felt like Razigov's fucking arms were wide fucking open right in my face. And I play range. I'm like, why am I having an obstructed view from this fucking chicken's wings? All right, I'm ready to finally talk about this because I did not want to shame our tanks, but it's their fault. I, we, me and Immune have killed Razigov many times with many different raid groups. Um, I don't think they're in the right position because they end up standing to the left and so then Razageth, her big fucking wing, blocks every single person's vision. And I'm like, if you just stood either A, with us, or stood on the other side so her butt's near us, this wouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> this has never happened to me before. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, in the past, like, or is there a reason why a Tink can't just stand with us? Um, there might be, like, a hit. So, like, but, like, if either way, just turn her around so her butt's facing us. I don't know. It's fine, because now we have this new sparkle method, where he, he puts a sparkle thing on her, and her whole body goes translucent. 
so we can see under her fucking massive wing uh, the swirlies that stun us so we can avoid them. With arms wide open. I just wish our tanks would just communicate with each other and say, hey, stand here with me. This, if it comes to one last breath, this will be my sacrifice. And right now, I feel like they're just acting alone, and they're like, "Who's got my breath? <laughs> Who's got my back?" How many Cree songs was that? Was that five? Uh, that was four off of their 2001 album "Weathered," which I'm gonna need everyone to Google the image for it because it's definitely a man hitting a tree with a hammer, and the tree is poorly photoshopped members of Creed on it. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you or the DN army. I only know two Creed songs, Arms Wide Open and Higher, and those are the only there's, two that I there's played. A th- there's a third one that's okay, but I need to listen and to determine which one it is. But when it comes to 2000s butt rock, they weren't bad. I am not changing my method. I'm playing K-pop and or I have added uh, like N64, PS1, maybe PS2 sometimes, jungle mixes into my playlist. Oh my god, I was listening oh. to that at work. Literally, so good. PlayStation 1 jungle yeah, dude, mix. It's, wait, 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 which one? Which one? Oh god, it's like PlayStation 1 jungle mix volume 1. I was listening to that at work while I was editing boring real estate footage, but I was like, oh my god, I'm flying through a tube. Okay, so Slide Whistle sent me a playlist of these. Um, and we talked about it a little bit. Aaron, do you know the answer to this? Why are they called jungle? Is that like a reference to a certain DJ or something? Drums. It's yeah, like, I it's heavy I... drum. It's heavy drum. It's, yeah. it's like snare drum. I, I think it's a drum. So like my, whenever I hear like a jungle mix, my immediate first thought is uh, a racing game for the PS1. I believe it's micro machines or is that micro? It's like, you're like, you're like little people. You're like, it, it's a racing game. But you're like a little tiny person and you're running around. It's like twisted metal without guns and with people. That every single jungle mix playlist sounds just like that soundtrack. Also, I list I do the one I listened to at work was uh, Jungle Mix 01 with like the stylized Chun Li looking girl on it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It's so good. There's an Overwatch dev. Q&A, right? They ask these devs a hard-hitting question. Okay, so are we officially entering Underwatch? No, no, no. no. I, I, just only slightly. Cubbybub can come in here to be sleepy Tony because he was she was sleeping when I came home. Listen, WoW fans, we're going to talk about WoW. This is really brief. What is your feeling on Far Mercy? Is there any intention to make Pharah more viable with out-of-pocket Mercy? First of all, fuck you. Uh, answer from lead balance designer. Let that sink in. The lead balance designer. Their answer in the first sentence, I was so fucking angry. This is an interesting one since I often play Farah even without Mercy. So I'm probably biased there. You're probably biased there. You're 100 fucking percent biased, you piece of shit. Also, this person needs to be fired. Fucking fired. Why is the balance coordinator a Faramain? That is disrespectful to this game. <laughs> that is, you know, that is entirely fucked up. If you make me look up, you're an ass. You can't make us look up. It's not fucking fire. Is a hero. I literally, that is I literally was playing a game today as Baptiste, and this Farah was getting snippy in the chat, being like, "Why don't you heal me?" I was like, "Bitch." 
If you don't get next to me, I can't heal you. All I have is a, a little grenade that goes 10 feet in front of me and a big puff that goes two feet in front of me. I can't help you out. It's like, what? Does he expect you to hit scan heal him with your grenade like yeah, the yeah. audacity <laughs> to, to, to properly aim my grenade to hit him up there sorry guy there's four other people here that i'm gonna take care of instead of you uh it's, this is here's here's the set, hit paragraph about this shit we've considered potentially reworking farah to make her more interactive but it would be a dicey one since to make big changes here it would likely mean she has to lose the airtime she's capable of her design started as the rocket launcher, but her identity quickly shifted to the always flying hero. Losing that would likely alienate a large portion of her fans. Good! Alienate those motherfuckers! We've already made so many bad changes in the Switch to Overwatch 2. Make a good one. Just take her out. Just take her out of the game. Free us, Growl. Get us out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm getting mad. Just, just get us out of here. Growl. Growl. Yeah, cover for us. I'm going to be mad. And grab a drink. Hey everyone, I know this is usually where I do my reporter segment, but Mama was out flirty fishing last night and drank too much arc wine, so I have a ripping headache. Tell you what, let's just all listen to some PS1 jungle mix for like a minute and a half, and we'll call it good, okay? Just don't tell my boss. Anyways, I'm gonna go back to bed. Growl out. was a nice light-hearted adventure i didn't feel like i was weighed down with too much lore and i'm hoping to continue that into part two well good news for you because we got a big lore drop in the 10.0.7 ptr no no no. well if you don't want to hear about what lore is coming in 10.0.7 just turn off the show probably because i feel like we're going to talk about this a lot I unplugged my my headphones. Whatever happens now, Jesus take the wheel. I can't hear either of you. Finally, a good wowhead post. Who got their content from Ishura on Twitter, by the way? So, Ishura on Twitter has the full transcript of the Song of the Depths. It's a lore book that is written by Naga. And it has a lot of lore implications, probably more than anything we've seen in a while. <laughs> uh, so it's got four pages to it. 
Um, I'm just gonna read all of them. Fuck it. Um, so it starts with rise, rise. Our queen calls to us from beyond the umbral veil. The umbral veil is capitalized, by the way. She has transcended the circle of stars and basks in her eternal grandeur. The time we have long awaited is nigh. Even now, the Harbinger gathers the children of the first flesh to reclaim what was lost. They must remember their vows and serve those to whom they owe fealty. Okay, so right off the bat, it's written by Naga, so our queen, it has to be Ajara, right? Has to be. That's the, that's literally the only queen they've ever had. Song from our depths, it's gotta be about Ajara, there's like no doubt, right? Yeah, so I guess the next part here is like, what the fuck is the umbral veil? It must be wherever she is now, I guess. Because, like, okay, so after the Nazoth fight, she just kind of disappeared, right? She's just like, I'm going to send yeah. her away. Yeah, after you defeated Grand Imperial Zikfara, she was just like, whatever, fuck you, bye. And just left. So we, re- we have no earthly idea of what she's doing. And so she's transcended the Circle of Stars. Circle of Stars was the area, the Titan facility that was holding the Zoth. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, duh. We watched her leave, so we knew that. Even now, the Harbinger gathers the children of the first flesh to reclaim what was lost. Children of the first flesh. So the, the curse of flesh was given by yogg Saran, who turned all the earthen and, like, dwarven, like, steel, iron people into, like, us. Yeah, so basically that's referring to, like, Azerithians, right? Yeah, so, like, is that, like, the cult people? Like, people who, like, are convinced to rejoin? Like, is that what that is? So, like, okay, so Harbinger means, like, somebody who's, like, going to bring somebody else about, right? So, I I don't really know who that could be referring to. Well, the Wildhead article is saying maybe it is Eridicron, like, the earthy dragon. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Oh, you know, I actually haven't read any of their speculation yet, so, like, I'm curious to, like, look at that while we discuss it later. I, I just, like, I see these four pages. Let's go into these ones. Uh, page two. This one is very obviously about the next patch we're about to be in uh, with the new raid or whatever. While they toll in the deep places, we will journey to the shores of Dragonlands, to the Blessed Isle, where the World Breaker first embraced the Whispers. As one storm recedes, another rises. The torches have been lit. The secrets he buried will strike as a dagger into the hearts of his kin. Okay, so this is basically referring to when Deathwing turned on the other aspects. Um, and it's saying that the Naga and their queen are going to return from the depths of the oceans or depths of dark places, which is where we're going with Caligos, I assume. Um, and in particular here, this is finally fucking confirmation about those whispers from Ilganoth that we've heard for like fucking 10 years now or whatever the fuck it is. The torches have been lit. With With the timing of this, it has to be the five torches... Meaning the, like, the dragon, each of the aspects, they're stones, right? Yeah, some we relit all of the dragon stones, we rebound ourselves to our truths, and that must open something in the Forbidden Reach, and who's that sneaking in as the lock unlocks? It's little fish guys. 
I think we're getting, I think we are legitimately getting a fifth old god from this. So, so okay, so you mentioned it okay, earlier. A, a fifth, a fifth quotes, which is what our seventh, eighth old god at this point. Uh, but this sixth. is going to be the one that stinks. It would be our sixth, sixth, technically, because if you count Gahoon as an old god, which I think he should be counted. Zalatath is a little bit, I'm really unsure where to place her. So maybe she'll count, but I don't really know. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is her somehow. Oh, we really don't know whatever wow. she did after she turned into a void elf and left. Maybe she'll come back and like eat a big snack, a, a, a little Debbie cake in there. Y'all, it literally says the secrets he buried will strike as a dagger into the hearts of his kin. Hmm. Okay. So, like, so basically, so like, yeah. Holy shit. So, like, because like, once the dragons, the five aspects, lit the torches. Remember, the dragon isles were shrouded in a mystery. Nobody could find them. Not even the dragons who came from there. Now that it's been open to the public again, they're like finally. And uh, naturally, what is built over most of the dragon isles? Titan facilities. What do Titan facilities do? Titan facilities are built as prisons around old gods. There's 100% an old god being kept as a prisoner there that we have not met because how could we? The dragon eyes have been shrouded since before we even started this, right? Like for forever ago. Uh, all right, page the, the, the third page. The Harbinger speaks of a primal power that seeks the end of order. That's got to be Galacron. Such rage can be bent to serve our ends. A hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed. A dark heart left broken awaits the taking. Okay, so now I'm kind of starting to see why Wowhead article here might think Eridicron is involved here. Because, like, it says a hunger lost to the ages will be reclaimed. Um, I feel like if there's one thing that we know about Eridicron, and I feel like we really only know one one or two things about Eridicron. It's, a, it's an earthy dragon, a primalist dragon, and he's very, very hungry, so. <laughs> also, uh, Galacron's also very hungry, though, right? He's like, he, he eats his own kin, um, he was devouring relentless power, he was not gonna stop, uh, a thousand eyes, blah blah blah. Yeah, and I feel like both either of them have been lost for ages, so I, either way. One thing I do want to point out here is that it says the Harbinger speaks of a primal power that seeks the end of order and order is with a capital O. So that is either like a celestial force or that is double speak for the end of a certain character. Because Titans, because Titans are order magic and they're like the, they like the Titans order That's everything. True. They order everything. It's so annoying to go to the drive through with them. Oh, uh, what do you have? And it's like, Amonthul, you know you're going to get one of everything. Just like, say Like, don't it. even try to start a Grubhub order with them. Like, Amonthul will order literally everything on the menu. A&R fucking loves adding, like, fucking substitutions, too. It's so fucking annoying having to call for those things. I'd like a five-layer beefy burrito, but can you make the beef beans? <laughs> So you mean a five-layer beanie burrito, aka not the thing we're ordering? But it's ordering? never as good when when I order it that way, so do it this way, please. And the worst part is when she asks for delivery, you have to go through a big maze with people <laughs> shooting lasers at you. Ugh. 
A dark heart left broken awaits the taking. I feel like they will never let this fucking lead-in go. Because it's like, oh, could it be Jaina? Oh, could it be Ezerath? Just fucking, can we, can we some fucking, like, just nail one of them, please? Tell us who it is. I feel like it has to be Azeroth at this point, right? It could be. Yeah, I, I feel like Jane, Jaina doesn't mean shit at this point in the story. Sorry, Jaina. But it's like a broken heart from Arthas 15 years ago. Fuck right. you. I honestly think I, th- I think that this last one is a new lead in because I think we're going to get some new lore and people are going to be like, it's a retcon. I can't believe it. Because like it, it's saying that Neltharion has kept some dark secret. Oh, wait. Sorry. I can't get uh deathwing i'm not calling by his christian name it it sounds like there might be some like extra lore coming to us also with this fourth page as well the fourth and last page when these things come to pass the harbinger will fulfill the final prophecy and complete the awakening only then shall our queen return to reign over sea and sky and earth we must make ready. Rise, rise. Soon all that was hidden will be revealed. So probably some new lore drops, I'm sure. So, okay. Um, well, our queen returning to reign over sea and sky and earth. Like, I feel like that is uh, Ajara again, because like it's written by the Naga. Um, but like, who is the harbinger in this, in this book, you think? Um, it sounds like it's probably a Riddicron. I don't see how it can't be. Yeah. He's like, he's, so like, Razaketh, obviously, she's the first one out of the gate. She's just mad and wants revenge. It seems like a Riddicron has been just like, has, he's had a crazy plan ready to go. That's just been like laying underneath until he's free. I think it's gotta be him. And what's really interesting is that Ashara, so like, Ashara's old, is as old as shit. She probably remembers before the Dragon Isles, like, even like, war shrouded right like because she had to be like a queen around that that time right yeah she was she was around before azeroth was even split into different before there were dragon isles when it was just one landmass yo a dark heart left broken awaits a take what if it's zalatath again this could easily be zalatath because okay so we we've seen her working with azoth we've seen her like weird void elf form but maybe she's like the main part of Zalatath has been chained underneath this area, and like just like a little fragment of her soul has been able to be like, I can break free and roam around, and so I can free myself from my own prison. Like something like that is probably possible. I still stand by the theory that we might be overthinking it here. Uh, the broken dark heart. Verdicron is the harbinger and we're talking about like deep dark places i feel all like all of this means i think that eridicron and ajara and whoever is trying to get to the core of azeroth and like whatever like the titan uh, of azeroth well I don't, what, what is azeroth aspect i like no not aspect well like what what is azeroth exactly at this point i'm honestly a little tired of being led on this Azeroth is an anything path. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I'm just rejecting all Azeroth theories at this point. Because I'm, I'm so sick of her. <laughs> wake up. Wake no up. No one knows what the hell this thing even was. Is it a planet? No. Is it a titan? Probably not. Because they're lying, too. <laughs> there is a thing. There is a little goober in the center of the earth. And we're all interested to see what the fuck it is. 
I mean, and that's why I soft prescribe to our theory that we've said here before, especially since, like, maybe they're referring it to as a dark heart left broken. The fact that, like, there's Titan facilities here hidden that we don't know what they're trying to hold. Maybe Azeroth is the fifth old god. <sighs> My final prediction, they said there's a dark heart left broken. They obviously mean the third boss in every dark heart thicket that everyone skips because they just jump down the hole and go <laughs> the, to Xavius. The, the fucking dragon? <laughs> yes. So in 10.0.9, we'll have to go and fight that third boss in Darkheart Thicket. Okay, so the Twitter replies actually give give us some good ideas of what the community is thinking right now. So Korsha at Corsiel, K-O-R-S-I-E-L. I went to school with her. Oh, that's great. Um, says... So the Harbinger is a Riddicron, and the children of the First Flesh are the Jarden? They better not be the Jarden, because they haven't done shit for us. But the original author of the tweet, Ishura, responds, Here are the general guesses from people. I'm assuming she's had her, her Twitter DMs blown up by this. Uh, Zalatath is the Harbinger. A Riddicron is the hunger lost to the ages. Murzant. Is the dark heart left broken that awaits the taking? What the fuck? Well, I mean, I guess, like, there is the current storyline going on in Theldrastis with, um, Chromie, right? Like, I, I maybe. I don't really see that that's where this is going, though. Wait, what? Yeah, wait, duh, someone, Dracorus, this is literally Dracorus. This is literally just Dracorus. Dracorus, what's up? Dracorus literally says... <laughs> Former LFR host Dracorus shows up and says... Says, pretty sure the Harbinger was one of the Eternal Palace braid bosses. Duh, it was. Wasn't that one of the bosses? Was that Soccer Boss? That was the Harbinger? Who was the Harbinger? That was the name of one of the bosses in the Eternal Palace. In Eternal Palace? Yeah, wasn't that, wasn't that like a title of one of the bosses in there? He says, maybe we get a dungeon with him reappearing as Leo to Ajara? Maybe. Because, like, yeah, was I'm pretty sure that there was somebody we fought who was called the Harbinger. Zakul, the harbinger of Nihilotha, was the penultimate boss in the Eternal Palace. It was like the the fa the faceless one. Okay, so literally, yeah, it's one of the big guys. Like, and the big faceless ones literally have like the generals of the army. So it's probably either him or it's fucking Zalatath. Man, thanks, Dracorus. Like, I I miss hearing Dracorus talk about lore, honestly. Like, how, how do we forget that Dracorus, shit? Dracorus, <laughs> you're drifting through a valley of life. If you are listening to this episode, thank you for grounding us. Thank you for teaching us. Because, yeah, I mean, so either they're, they're working with, like, a literal general of the Cthraxi or whatever, or it is just uh, Zalatath, who is the Harbinger as well. Either way, it's somebody who is super, like, in tune with the Void in tune with, like, old gods, I have to go to Boralus and get the Nazoth hat on my evoker. Can I do that still, you think? Will it let me? Uh, I don't even know. I think you'd have to do a lot of work to get there. And also, I don't know if they'd even allow you to do what, like, 8.2 stuff. Oh, no. Umbral Veil could be a Shadowlands reference. Why would Ashara be in the Shadowlands? She's not dead. Like, she could, but we, neither were we, and we were there. 
Okay, so I'm thinking about, like, the last time we saw her, after we fought her, she, like, disappeared through, like, some void portal, right? Is that what the Umbral Veil is to, like, some other other plane? Maybe I'm gonna some void be, I'm plane? I'm gonna be straight. I don't even know where that big bitch goes at the <laughs> end of that boss fight. We did it 10 million zillion times. I, I don't know. Does she go through a portal? Does she just, does she slither away? I've never seen where Azara goes after the fourth boss fight. She just like teleported away into like some slippery portal. And then that's the last time we saw her. That fight is like still like when I think of like cool raid fights, that's got to be one of the coolest raid fights because like though the mechanics at the time were so fucking annoying, it was so unique that you had to use like her like Miramadon's like javelins to break her own consoles that was just literally freeing an old god like that's cool ah i am super excited like i am glad because amun said it earlier like just to me like off pot he was like it's not a good expansion if there's not old god shit going on and i'm like so true Okay, so I yeah I agree like I agree because I with myself because I said it earlier, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I brought up a good point and I'd like to bring it back. Um, but I just watched the end of the cinematic after. Also, the Eternal also Palace. I just want to say bringing up points just the two of you alone and not including me that doesn't feel great. I feel like I'm being replaced. Come on. It was, it was literally like 10 minutes before we started recording. It doesn't matter that you guys are living together and you guys are fucking. If it's, if it's <laughs> pod business, all three of us are in Also, on if it. you're not aware, me and Immune are gay and dating and fucking. This has been a revelation for many people across the years. <laughs> you know what? I would make that joke like, oh, they don't know. But it has been like 80 episodes since we it's mentioned it. It's been a while. That. It's been a while. And apparently more than a few people thought that Slide Whistle was straight. Um, Slide Whistle in particular, not me. Like, um, anyways, like crowning um, achievement, I watched honestly. The... No one ever thought that before me in real life. I know, a sh- shocking revelation that people thought that of you. But anyways. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> you fucking fruit. You fucking... With your pierced ears and your pierced nose and your stealing, look at my nipples. <laughs> you're stealing nail nail polish from the Target. <laughs> Fuck you, you fruit. Okay, to rein us back in here, to Roman reigns us back in here. Um, the end the spear. cinematic spear. The 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 end of the Eternal Palace when we beat Ashara. The cinematic literally just shows her like defeated body be like snatched up, and she doesn't even look like she's like consenting to being taken by this void magic into this weird voidy portal so that's like is that the last we saw of her i'm pretty sure that it's the last we saw of her yeah she's being tortured we freed her and she goes thank you and she yeah. gave the dagger to rathion and that was she quote unquote gave the dagger she was 100 percent and we are being swerved her and azoth still have a pact I think this is all bullshit to make us fall for it and for her to give him the dagger to do the stabbing. Nazoth is also not dead. We're going to be fighting Nazoth again, and I can't wait to fucking do it. You know, it's the longest running, like, us being delusional um, in the sense that, like, someday we hope that us keeping the eye of Nazoth will mean something. It will never mean anything because the people that fucking make this game are also the people that are fucking putting Farah in high situations and not balancing her because they're also playing Farah. I just want to say the Blizzard devs at the World of Warcraft 
are intentionally taunting me. Last weekend, I did a run through the entirety of Kalimdor, and it started in Old Doom, so I had my Eye of Nazoth, and the entire time I was running through it, they kept the Eye of Nazoth on me, and I'm like, we're not even in BFA zones. What does this mean? What does this mean? And then as soon as I got to Darnassus, they took it off of me. I was like, what did, what did I do this all for? Thieves. My final guess for the Harbinger, I think, is going to land on Zalathath, though. I think, I think a lot of the trickery here is that they never give the Harbinger a gender. They always say, the Harbinger speaks. I think it's Zalathath because you think they're going to say she. And who she knows so fucking much about this, like the realm and like Azeroth. She would 100% know the location of the Dragon Isles because she's fucking imprisoned there and she's the fifth old god final theory locking it in she's after predicting herself it's her i i need to think about this a little bit more i don't i don't think it's Zelatath, but i don't have a solid theory yet i will think about this more. i think though. you're wrong i think it is Zelatath. her name is literally old goddish zal apostrophe atath yog saran Nuzoth, Cthun, Yisharaj. It just makes sense. I think it's Dryhand, which is the <laughs> boss that Cubbybub is currently on in her, this is wild to me, replay of Pokemon Shield. Dryhand? Also, is that game old enough to, like, have a, a hey, replay? Hey, hey, we all played the other one. <laughs> We realized how broke did it is. Sometimes you got to go back to what was the best of the old. Wait, she, she deleted her file. She kept all of her Pokemon, Bank. except for Calyrex, which is having played that DLC. That's fine. Leave him in the dust. But yeah, she saved all of her Pokemon and Pokemon Home and restarted it. And I think she's on Dryhound now. I've I once I buy a Pokemon game I I don't I never have the balls to restart the file I I no. I, I I did no, it because and, and she even, she even said I was like I wish I could be as brave as you and she was like you don't have a subscription to Pokemon Home so you're too you're not strong enough and I was like no no, no I have a subscription to Pokemon Home I have Pokemon Bank I have Pokemon in the bank from like Gen two I I gave I've only done it once I gave my copy of Heart Gold to my sister on land and i i willingly deleted my save file and i felt so dirty deleting my heart gold save file i gave it to her she beat it and i said give that back to me and she gave it back i deleted her file and i restarted it only time i've ever done it before i gave my childhood pokemon ruby to my ex and I know for a fact she's already fucking pawned it for like $15. I also pawned a copy of Pokemon Ruby. <laughs> I Well, fuck you. Go ahead and listen to that in episode 19 of <laughs> Do Not Relent After Dark. on Yeah, episode 19 of Do Not Relent After Dark on Patreon.com. But... I did not save my pocket monsters, so my Latios that I tracked for three months is gone forever. Oh, well, on that note, I feel like it's about time to head on in to our top two bottom boo or medium of the week. 
Aaron, start us off. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick the shortest option there. I have a medium moot this week. Moot. Medium moot. And it's a shame because it should be a top two, but I done maxed out my rep with everyone. I'm done yeah. now. What was the last thing you did for the Tuscar? You know what? It wasn't even important. It was like free eight prisoners in like south eastern the the area they live in. You Azure, don't think Azure freeing span. the prisoners of the faction you're trying to get rep for is important? Those are peels are but, citizens. But it, it, it's, it's 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 not like oh you did the like you bought your by the way you <laughs> Last week, you were like, you can just buy your way to 30. And I was like, wow, epic. And I was like, I'm going to ask him how to do that when I like next see him online. And by the next time, by the time I finished it, I was like, he wasn't online. Wait, you, wait, so I never what? got to know. You never went to the fishing holes? Aaron. No, I mean, maybe I earned my way to level 30 by just doing quests and like doing the pot and such. Wait, but- freeze, 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 freeze. Are you telling me you've never been to a, a Tuscar Iscara fishing no, hole? No, hey, fuck you. It is one hour and 12 minutes officially into this recording. Of course I've gone to the fishing hole. How have you hole. not seen the man with the quest that says, turn in 10 fish to me and I'll give you a rep for them. 150 rep each week for each 10 fish you give me. Because I am friends with the Iscara Tuscara. Do you think I'm going to sit there and actually fish up fish that aren't quest You don't have to fish them. You can buy them off the auction house for 10 silver each and turn them into this man for easy rep. poor. (laughs) I'm not that poor. I earn, yeah, I have 700k, but I earn everything through my own. Yeah, fuck you. I'm literally raising my middle finger. Fuck (laughs) you. I I have it's a damn shame that it's not a bonus weekend because I am super drunk <laughs> and I would love to record That's a bonus. Super fun. Thing, but but I I earned my way to thirty. You know what that gets me? Jack shit. Now whenever I play on Growlina, I don't have to do any d- weeklies, dailies, because all it does is give me nothing reputation. I was just about to say, like, yeah, I've heard that the Paragon bags don't really give you shit, but then I was like, oh, I heard that on our own fucking show from Slide no, 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 they, they got patched. They give shit now. They give shit now. It's better. Well, hot diggity dog. This turned from a medium moot to a medium newt, because medium now newt. I'll do things. Anyways... I'm super excited to be done, and I'm super excited to do the quest because maybe it'll give me things. Anyways, Immune, what is your TTBBMN? Well, let's see here. I have myself a... It's, it's a... I, I want to call it a top two, honestly. Doop! I feel like I am hitting my stride with both of my characters right now. I feel like I'm in a good spot, but like I just need to push a little bit harder to get up to. I'm like I'm both of my characters somehow. I think I'm like IO wise, I'm like 2350-ish. So I'm like I'm close to like that level where I can like max upgrade things with a valor, but I'm not quite there yet. And now the valor's on Kath, I'm like, ugh, do I have to actually like pug things and like get to 2400 maybe not i don't fucking know but like it's just that like i'm 
I feel like both of my characters are in a really good spot. I feel like I've been playing like the game a lot, and I feel like I do really like the state of Dragonflight. So I feel like overall it's a top two. It's just like the state of the game, if that makes sense. I'm having a lot of fun with both characters. That th- that checks out. Hell yeah, brother! Having fun is what it's all about. But slide whistle, finish us out here with your TTBBMM. I got a bottom boot. <laughs> they fucking they said oh we're gonna buff we're gonna buff the rocket drop actually you know what i'm taking it back it's actually a moot a medium medium there's some slightly positivity to this there is so they buffed the valentine's buff uh they buffed the valentine's mountain drop the x45 sex rocket it's the 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 penis what what is the name for it the the Heartbreaker X-45 or That's something it. like that. I don't fucking know. It's a love rocket. So they buffed the chance on your first thing to get it. I did this on my character. Only on one character, granted. Not every character. For every single day this was available, I did it. I was doing it at work. I was doing it at home. I didn't get the fucking mount. It never fucking dropped. People on Twitter are absolutely fucking losing their mind. They're like, well, it's the 22nd, the last day of the Heartbreaker Mount Drop, and I didn't get it. This is a problem, Blizzard. I use all my characters, and again, I say to you, it doesn't fucking matter. I get you want mounts. It's I just get the it. first one, yes, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. thing. So, like, you knew if you're not getting it on the first try, why are you, like, why, why? Like, just wait. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't get it. I actually knew, I think, two people that got it. Um, someone in Guild got it. It was either Rosh or it was Nuss. One of those two got it. They're, they're in the same space for me. Honestly, Rosh surprises me. That this man can this man was top DPS on Razageth when he's alive. And he was alive for a while. He died and he was still top DPS. I'm like, what? I would love to just walk a mile in his shoes and see what he does. Because <laughs> the things he says, I'm like, who are you? Um. Anyway, back to the Heartbreaker Mount. I didn't get it, but like, I'm not that I'm not that bummed about it. I I felt good about it. The boss the bosses fell over pretty quickly. I just I think it's weird that people just expect this mount to just be given to you because you ran it every week. I get that it's frustrating and like, yes, it's it's annoying you didn't get it. But, like, why do you expect it to be a guaranteed thing even if it's been 13 years? Right? I'm talking to you, Hunter Bow people. <sighs> Not really. The bow's bullshit because that's damage. The rocket is nothing. It's an ugly flying mount. Give it up, folks. You're never getting it. Speaking of that, though, I just I simmed, like, on Droptimizer for, like, even the, even the LFR bow against my, like, 411, like, Mythic Plus bow is a... 5% DPS increase, like 5k DPS. I'm like, what the fuck? This is an LFR bow that's like 20 eye levels lower. No, that, it's crazy. I was doing the Jotamizer thing on my Survival Hunter, and like, I had an option for the bow to trigger. Why was the bow like a 2% upgrade for Survival Hunter? It obviously had to be a bug, because I couldn't use it as Survival Hunter. But it, it like bugged and it showed me as being an advantage. And I'm like, that cannot be right. It's not that good. <laughs> Because you can't use your attacks if you aren't wearing a pole armor. Right, exactly. I had to have the old, like a like a two-handed melee weapon. So I'm like, this is not right. But like, it sims as being correct in this bug that I had. It was silly. 
Before we end, I just do want to say that anyone out there in the spooky literature world, DNR member, in fact, fifth post of the podcast, Suleiman. No, fourth. No, yeah, fifth fifth post of the podcast. Is that what it is? Yes, fifth post of the podcast has produced his own piece of literature. It is a collection of spooky short stories called Dark Travels, Strange Visitors. Do look that up on Amazon.com. He did have to pay Jeff Beesbos a Beesbos. bit of money there to get it on Amazon. But please go check it out. It is an official published book created by a member of the DN Army. Read them books, kids. Speaking of reading, I'm going to read off a list of Patreon members off of my phone. They include Command Sergeant Major Tajurla, fourth host of the podcast, Jamunky, which is fifth host of the podcast's wife. <laughs> you can learn her real name if you read the book, if you're down for doxing. Uh, Ahoy Vince, NSYNC slash Drag Race, Ezra and Digital Dave, Mitch, who wants to remind everyone that Rathion isn't daddy, he's a literal child, Crucifix, Cardicay, Saracen Hawk, Satius, and Soup, Big Fat, Ugly Bug Face, Baby Eating Adorno says, are beautiful. Baby Gersh, Myth Gersh, Big Bear 13, Hoax, asking Gralina to say, for the Lord. Muv, Adam N, Ickus, Vanderlyle, Generational Talent, Smarf, Debase God, Slide Whistle says, There's got to be something better for Craig. And Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's Fallen Father. AKA Trade Chat's Fallen Father. No, they already heard that in the clip. No! Well, if you guys want to join this illustrious list of patrons, you can join them at patreon.com slash do not relent. And or drop in on our Discord and play Wordle with us at donotrelent.com. That will indeed take you right to the Discord. That's how I set it up. Send me an email at donotrelentpod at gmail.com or navarracoffin at gmail.com. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at NewEraAlex. You could follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. Read the show's literary musings on do not relent.livejournal.com and watch me play videograms at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. If you've made it this far, post a picture of a baboon in the Discord and Aaron will send you a selfie in response. I will do it. Rest assured, it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing, you will get a selfie. <laughs> and with that, we're out of here. And the, the end of the episode, that means... Another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.